If you're missing out on Valentine kissing, here's the answer to your woe. Tell me a What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 196, uh, 195, whatever the fuck it is. I am Nate. Hopefully everyone has been excellent since the last episode. We took a few weeks off, but we're back. It's Valentine's Day. I'm excited. I have enlisted Nick Rorick to play co-host. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going, Nate? Uh, dude, it's, go- it's going good. I am, I am stoked because I get to hang with you, and I also get to hang with our guest tonight. You might know him from, or at least should know him from, Zip Gun Bomber. But you most certainly know him from the guts. It's Nate Doyle. What's up, dude? What's up? How are you guys? Dude, I'm great. I'm excited to have you back. I'm excited to do this again. We got this. Round two. It's going to be awesome. Looks like I'm the creamy middle and a Nate Oreo sandwich today. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Nick gets bonus points if he makes some more airplane jokes. <laughs> All right. Just for Valentine's Day. Hey, I got I to gotta give a big thank you out to Jeff Palmer for... Uh, throwing your phone number at me uh, a few months back, dude. We've never met. I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to text him. And uh, no, now yeah. we're best friends. Yeah, no, I'm happy that you texted me. I'm down to do the podcast. Whenever whenever you need me, I'm here for you. Cool, cool. So, hey, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but there is a... You, you guys know the band Color Killer? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard their, their newish song? Probably put out mm-hmm. about a month ago. I know no, I haven't. You don't know it? It's called Nate Fuck Off. You haven't heard this yet? <laughs> oh, it's about, oh, I have. Well, I don't know if I've, like, I think I listened to it. It's, it's about their bass player, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's about me and you, but, yeah, it's about, <laughs> dude, I've never heard a song about a Nate. So this is the first one I ever heard, and it's perfect. Nate Fuck Off. It's, it's genius. I'm down with it. Let's listen to it. Let's do it. And he always wears a poor and a nice sweatshirt He's got a matching blanket just for jerking off And it turns out fucking the songs up in his expert And they fuck up Oh, 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 oh,
There you go. Thank you for telling me to fuck off in, in song form. I appreciate that. <laughs> Instant classic. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't <laughs> write songs like that uh, when I was their age. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, that's impressive to me. It took me till I was like 16, 17, 18. And then I still wasn't writing like as good of songs as that. You know what I mean? I don't know about that, dude. Well, I don't know. You've, you've, uh, you've penned some greatness. Yeah, but that was, a, I mean, I don't know about greatness, but the songs that maybe people think are great are, uh, like, that was in my 20s. So they're way ahead of the game is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nick, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure if you love the guts, but I fucking do. I mean, I've said it before. I put Let It Go in the unfucking touchable category. It's a perfect album, Nate. I mean, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I'm a fan. I own it. Uh, I I wish you know I could see that band live, but I don't think I ever did, and I'm not sure I ever will. Maybe one day. I mean, you didn't you didn't really miss much. It was a lot of like drinking and drunken debauchery. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, let it go. Yes, that that actually I found out. I did some research because I had a I had one of the CDs because last time we talked, you had said that Ben Weasel produced it, and I was like, I don't think so. He was there, but on the CD it says that Justin Perkins did it. So he produced it, which is what I thought. What was Ben doing there? Just just hanging out? He was just hanging out, and then he he sings Love, 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 and then he yeah, sings yeah. Uh, backups on uh, one of Jeff's songs. I don't remember which one, but so. So this is how good of an album that is. The, the worst thing about that album is Ben Weasel singing a queer song. I could have done without it, dude. I could have, yeah. I could have used another Nate Doyle song on that one. Um, I don't know. That was Jeff's idea. I like it. I don't have a problem with it. I thought it was cool. But I like it, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's cool, and I mean, that's probably uh, huge for you guys, but as a fan, it's like, man, you and Jeff pumping out hits on that album. We could have used one more. Yeah, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Jeff, that's, yeah. At that time, like I told you before, a lot of that was like, Jeff was like, all right, I'm going to do, I think we should do this. I'd just be like, I was very agreeable. I was like, okay, cool. And I thought it was cool. And it was, he was nice to like hang out with. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You grow up listening to Screeching Weasel and then he's there like hanging out. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You guys played at uh, InSubFest with him too, right? Yeah, we had already, I think that was before, like we had already met him before he had come out because he lives in madison and that's where smart yeah, yeah. was so we had already met him before let it go i'm pretty sure how let it go happened was is that we did that in subfest and we did the screeching weasel set with ben 
And then we met Rally from Rally Records, and then he was like, "Hey, I want to do a record." And then he paid for us to go record at Smart Studios, and that's how that happened. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it was hot that Insub Fest. It was like so hot <laughs> up there. We were just sweating, like, because we had done the gut set too, and then we cut our set short so we could do a wimpy set with Wimpy and do queer songs. Wow. And then, then like a there was like a band like a band break, and then we got up and did the, I think it was like an hour set with with Ben. So yeah, I remember by the time we were done, I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm I'm good with playing for the, for the rest of this uh, festival. But that's a lot of sets, all star sets. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah, it was cool. I How'd you guys it. pick the uh, set list for the for the be- with Ben? Just kind of like whatever you wanted to do, your greatest hits sort of thing, or what? Uh, I think, I think it was just like, yeah, I think it was like, uh, we, like he gave us some songs, we gave him some songs and then we got it like kind of finalized. And then, um, I remember practicing, we just like practiced the songs like, and Jeff kind of just did like a scratch vocal kind of thing. And then we just practiced them to learn them. And then we went out when we went out there, we went out a little bit early and Ben rented a rehearsal space, and we practiced a couple times there too. But I think it was like a, a collaborative effort on the set list. All right, hey, before uh, before we get too crazy with the guts talk, we are going to be doing. Uh, we got a topic for tonight since it's Valentine's Day. We're going to be doing. Um, we're going to be doing like anti-love songs, breakup songs, heartache songs, because we got to balance out a real love song, which I think we're going to play from you, right, dude? A new a new song, a oh, new yeah, love yeah. song from Nate Doyle. Yeah, um, I went Woo! out. It's my second song. I released one last month. I'm gonna try to yeah, do yeah. one one a month for a little bit. Um, I went out to Nashville um, with Wyatt, who do, you know he does a lot of stuff with Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went out there and recorded some songs with him at his studio, um, Nebulon Two, and uh, his friend Rich um, plays drums. So yeah, I can't wait to premiere it i don't know how like in detail you want to get with the new stuff but like what can you reveal the plans yet or are you just gonna release a song here and there i'm just kind of going like doing it here and there i'm still trying to get i think like a feel for it i don't know when when it's just you you're like all right i i have to figure out a record cover and like you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah 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 so and then before you know it you're like and then nowadays too with releasing it um like on i wasn't i didn't realize how it's not really complicated but it is kind of like you have to like put stuff up like a month before it's supposed to actually be out you know what i mean to upload it to the (laughs) services the streaming services and stuff so i'm just kind of getting a feel for it but yeah that's the plan just kind of like one a month for a little bit just see how it goes that, that was going to be my question. Where can people find it? Oh, on all the whatever site, like Spotify, Apple Music. I haven't made a band camp yet. I'm going to do that. That's my next thing soon. You can but, hear it here in a little bit. Yes, and it's going to premiere here. And then it'll be out on the... So this will be... podcast will be out on Valentine's Day. So it'll be out on the 21st. Cool. Before the 21st, you should just listen to this podcast again and again and yeah. again. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's that's a good idea, Nick. That's the, That was the plan. <laughs> that, that's the plan. That's how I wanted it to go down. 
All right, dude, I was telling Nick before you got on, and I mean this, like, I think Jeff Palmer is one of the great songwriters ever. I think he, that guy's great, right? Yeah. And I think you're great, too. The Thank difference you. is Jeff has, like, I don't know, he's got he's got other influences. You know, he's making different sounds. Not every You don't know what you're going to get with Jeff Palmer. You know it's going to be great, but it might be acoustic. It might be kind of, you know what I mean? It might be punk yeah. rock. It might be whatever. But not Nate Doyle, man. Nate Doyle creates one sound, and it's fucking perfect, man. Thank and the you. song that we're going to play in a little bit does not stray. If you're a fan of Nate Doyle and the Guts, you're, you'll love this song. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just write what I write. I don't, I don't really, like, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, know yeah, yeah. To, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just like, all right. Like, I definitely, like, like basically, like, COVID happened, the world shut down, and then, you know, in times of crisis or whatever, I don't know about you guys, but you start to get a little, like, reflective, I guess, and then I just started, I had a bunch of time because I wasn't working or anything, so I just started writing songs, and then before I knew it, I had a bunch, and I was like, all right, I should probably go record them. I'm glad so, you did, dude. <laughs> I'm glad I did, too. Hey, Nick, did you write a bunch during COVID and shit? I wish I could say yes, because it would have been the <laughs> ideal time to do so, but the the Randy Bastards are, are like a fun band. We're like a funny, fun, happy band, and in times of, of stress and crisis and reflection, you don't, you don't feel very fun. So, you know, like, you know, a couple things here and there, but, but I wish I could have used, utilized the time better. Uh, yeah, but also with all that, like, I don't know, I also, like, with all that stress and everything too, I don't know. Like, it seemed like a time too where you're like, it took me months basically to start like being like, oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I have all this time. Like the world is going crazy and you can't go outside and like do anything, <laughs> yeah. you know? So it's kind of, it makes sense if you were like, uh, not feeling that inspired, especially to write fun songs. Yeah. Well, you know, not to not to take away from anybody's very serious, you know, hardships and COVID experiences. But I, I can't complain. I had a, a fairly positive COVID experience. I didn't have a lot of bills. I didn't get sick. My family was safe. I got unemployment money. Like, you know, for the most part, things were cool. But I, one regret is that I wish I could have seen my bandmates and, and like, yeah, yeah. better better used that time. But it, it was what it was, and, you know, here we are now on the other side of it. You can do it now. Yeah, but we won't. <laughs> At least you know you're No, we are. We are. We are. We were just in the studio the other day, so oh, we're doing something. Cool. Hey, Nate. What's up? When did you leave the guts? Was that, like, 2015, 16? I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I think I did it twice. <laughs> All right. The final... I'm, what I'm getting at is, dude, you've been out. You've been out of the guts. Well, they've been broken up for a while, but you left. And you did. You did Zip Gun Bomber, which was fucking great. But other than that, man, you've been you've been quiet. I think the first time we ever talked, I called you like a professional hermit. Yeah, uh, I'm not a. I mean, I'm not a hermit. <laughs> I go out. You know what I, I mean, though. I think my problem was is that I was going out too much. Um, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like I don't know, drinking all the time and hanging out. There's not much time yeah. for writing songs. Um, oh man! Like when you're going to the bar five days a week, so that's why yeah, when the dude. world shut down and I couldn't go anywhere, I was like, "All right." <laughs> I, well, but 
yeah, so that's my that's my excuse why you haven't heard from me. But I'm, I'm back now. Yeah, dude, dude. I mean, that was like a lot. I mean, it seemed like, and Nick, you, you know this, like, the world shut down, and it didn't take, like, forever, but we started getting great albums. We got, like, a, a great Mangy's album and a great Weasel album. It seems like everybody was writing and, and putting I, out I shit. I feel like... I feel like that's still, we're still seeing that. Like the stuff that people were writing then maybe didn't get released right away, but like yeah. I, I feel like, and, and certainly my wallet feels like that <laughs> so many good albums and things coming out, it's hard to even keep up sometimes. When also it was a weird time, I mean, cause like no one knew what, like with shows, like what's going on with that. So like, I don't know. And it seems like that's like a way, like musicians make most of their money, you know? So to release a record, yeah. to release a record, and then be like, I can't tour on it. It seems kind of silly. So it's true. So it it would make sense that it would kind of slowly trickle out instead of just being like, everything's still shut down, but here's all this music. Forget about it in in a month. You know what I mean? Well, I I, I can relate as a as a tour manager and driver type person that uh, even post COVID tours were were very touch and go with things getting canceled and yeah and uh tour entourage bubbles and you know even now you know things are still getting canceled now a little bit but i feel like it's a little bit safer to book something if you're if you're working on promoting an album it's a better time now than ever because it's a little bit more surefire that you'll actually be able to follow through with it yeah that's cool that's what you do though sometimes Sometimes? No, most of the time. Most of the time, it's fun. I, I, I've been out with some great people, including my own band on occasion, and yeah, it's 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 always good to hit the road and see punk rock happen. I know the fatigue, though, part where you're like a couple weeks in, and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. I mean, me personally, I'll be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Nick's got a lot coming up, man. Nick's going on tour. Uh, are you doing Dolly Rots and the City Mouse stuff? Yeah, March is Dolly Rots and City Mouse. Uh, April may see some Randy Bastards and Lily Lovers dates. And then in late May, early June, rescheduled tour to Germany with the Von Tramps. Oh, cool. Very cool. That'll be fun. I'm glad you're busy, dude. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. And there's more. There's there's more. People hit me up all the time. I can't always do it. I'd <laughs> love to do them all, but, you know, time. You know, yeah, yeah. So many hours in the day. So, Jeff Palmer, if you're listening, you got to hit the road with the guts with Nick. Nick will be your driver. Well, well I didn't I didn't see <laughs> Jeff Palmer and Kurt Baker at Mom's Basement Fest this, this past year, which was a blast. Uh, you know, talk to those guys a little bit about, you know, life on the road and things that they're trying to accomplish in the, in the near future. And I've seen stuff announced from both of them. So, you know, it's good to see, like I said, it's good to see people back out there doing it. Yeah, they're they're still doing it. You got to get back out there, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to just figure out figure out how to work Spotify. So we got to figure that out first, <laughs> and then we'll do the touring thing. I got to play the song now. I can't wait, man. All right, yeah, let's do it's it. It's called Love Song, right? Yep. Dude, totally. Let's do it. February 21st.
Fucking A. Another hit, dude. Like, you only write love songs, I think. That's all you know how to write. Whether they're good or bad, like anti-love songs or good love songs, you know what I mean. That's all you write about. No, I have some I have some other ones coming. But the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That one just, you know, it's kind of... I was in, like, a serious relationship in my 20s, and the whole idea of, like... You know, and then we break up, and then you're supposed to, like, you, you're supposed to be like, all right, well, I don't like that, I can't like that person anymore, you know? And you almost, like, kind of, like, shut it off yeah, yeah, in a way. And then, like, years go by, and then, like, I dated other people and stuff. But then you kind of, like, realize, I mean, obviously, I didn't write, like, every love song I haven't, I've written hasn't been about this person. It's just a metaphor, but it's the idea of, like, that sometimes there are certain people that, no matter what you do or how far you try to run or escape or whatever, like you're going to love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So the song's actually about a real person though. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All my songs are about for the most part are about real people. So these girls that you write songs about, do they know, do they ever find out and come and, you know, thank you or slap you or whatever? Uh, I haven't had anyone slap (laughs) me, but I do. Let them know before it's released, just because I don't know. It seems that just seems yeah, yeah. right, and no one's ever been mad at me or anything. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I just feel like that's the right thing to do, just to be like, oh hey, by the way, this is coming out, and this is about you, just so you know. I'll say the opposite. I'll say the opposite. Even though <laughs> songs may be inspired by real people or situations, I feel like. When I write a song, it's generally more capturing the feeling than the specific instance, you know? And I never let anybody know 
uh, whether a song's about a person or not, or if it's about just a general feeling, you know, I, I feel like music, especially punk rock music, people hold it to such a huge high standard of, of honesty that isn't applicable to other forms of media. Like nobody goes up to Stephen King and say, you didn't really bury your kid in a pet cemetery. What a poser, you know? Like, you know, so, so it's like people, people expect more from songwriters and, you know, there, there's some amount of ambiguity that I think should be in all of this. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a case for both. I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I like, songs with a with a story you know that's just me personally so therefore when i write songs i try to write songs that i would like that's why i yeah, yeah. i do that part i'm also a fan of the the story driven song that's that's ten, tends to be how i write as well dude what up the new song though i love it Thank I, you. I fucking man i can't wait to hear more actually i've, I've heard some more but i can't wait till i can't wait for everybody to hear more I can't wait to hear more. As soon as I figure out the computer, we're on it. <laughs> you got to get out there and play some shows, man. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting until there's some more songs out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've only released one song. I'm going to go play a show. I got I a mean, good I, idea I for you. I gut songs and stuff, but you know what I'm saying, though? What, yeah. What's up? I got a wonderful idea. You get a band together. Not even a band. Just maybe, maybe you don't even need a band. Maybe you just fly to Wisconsin. Yeah. Jeff can back you up a little bit. You guys can play some Guts tunes. I can be there. It's only two hours away from me. Maybe Ben gets up on stage with you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good idea. Yeah, well... Nick's not too far away. I'd, I'd make the drive. Well, I appreciate that, but... So it'd be like... <laughs> it'd be us five hanging out? Well, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Probably some more people. More. Probably a few. I am, gonna, I am gonna go out to Madison and hang out with Jeff. I talked to him the other day. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I I don't know when. I just figured I'm like, I told him I was like, why it's winter time? Like, why do I want to go out there and like freeze? Why don't we just wait till it's warmer? <laughs> Good idea. And then I'll actually it is warmer here now. Just so you know. So but I'm talking like um, 60s or something where we could like go outside or I don't know. You know? Yeah, April, April, dude, it's perfect here. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Hey, speak. I don't know if we talked about this last time we talked, but you, you and uh, you and Rick. And Jeff went out to to Denver for the nobodies, the big uh, whatever twenty five years of nobodies or whatever it was. Yeah, and you guys almost played a set, almost. We did, but Jeff, yeah, we almost did, but Jeff lost his voice. So, god damn it! I don't know, partying too hard, dude. I was excited. I wasn't even there, and I was like, oh, this can't wait for this this video to show up. Uh, uh, it was an awesome time, though. JJ is super nice, and Justin and Randy, and you know JJ owns that bar out there, so. Yeah, yeah, drank a lot of beers and hung out, and it was cool to see everybody. Like there was like every nobody roadie. Like <laughs> it was like a like a fire drill. Of, you know that? Have you ever heard of that fire drill? Like so, like fire drill. So you so like there's a band playing right, and then the the bass player will jump on guitar, and then the guitar player will jump on drums. And the drum, okay, yeah, so they yeah. call that a fire drill. So they were like doing that kind oh, cool. of like where, you know, this one guy that played on this record would hop up and play. I don't know. It was cool. 
saying that the nobodies did a fire drill kind of sounds dirtier than it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, did you you never played with the nobodies at all? You never filled in not even one show or one song or anything? No, I I just was um when I was 18, Jeff was playing guitar for them on tour. I'm pretty sure Guttermouse was playing with them. And okay. they needed a roadie. So, Jeff was like, "You should come out and roadie." And they they said okay. Like they had never met me, but they trusted Jeff. So I flew out there, but at the time I didn't drive. So when Jeff didn't mention that to them, so I get there <laughs> and the tour starts and they're like, well, you, don't, you don't drive? And I'm like, no, I don't have my license. I can't <laughs> drive. And they're like, well, and I, and I guess the last roadie, he had some back problems. So he didn't lift shit. So they're like, well, do you lift shit? And I'm like, yeah, I can lift shit. And they're like, all right. So... <laughs> And they let me go on the road. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it was a good time. That was fun. Nick could have driven for him. Next time, Nick. Yeah, maybe. You know, uh, I love it when people <laughs> start their tours in Detroit, so I don't have to go very far. But I've, I've been flown out or driven out to meet people at various places. It just, you know, uh, it just depends where people are going. Well, it was just the fact that Jeff didn't mention to them. Like, I thought he would mention to them. <laughs> That's great. That. Hey, roadie, roadie doesn't imply driver. Those are separate hats. I don't know. In my, in my um, head, it implies drive. whoever goes on the road needs to drive. I get what they were saying. Like, after then being in my own band and going on tour, I'm like, I get it. So it was nice of them that, that they let me stay and go. You mentioned, you mentioned fire drill. This is starting to sound like a game of telephone to me. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you, know, you know the game telephone? Oh, Jeff and not telling them? We're, we're, yeah, like where I whisper something to Nadege and, and then Nadege whispers something to Nate Doyle and by the time it gets to the end, it's a whole different yeah, and thing. The, and then they it's don't like, know. You know, it's, it's like they could have asked if they wanted you to drive. They said, hey, you know, <laughs> you, you, you didn't say, but they also didn't ask. So where's the, you know, it's equally guilty parties. True. I, I just like to blame Jeff, I guess. <laughs> okay. He's not here. Let's go with him. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that like, every nobody or almost every nobody was there like the shenanigans that must have happened that night somebody probably could have went to jail or something you know everyone i mean everyone was really drunk and stuff everyone seemed pretty well behaved i there's weeds also legal out there too so one night i got okay. too stoned i was like i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> so jj's a good guy though dude like it, it's really kind of a testament to him that all these guys come back just uh, for like one big bash, you know? Really says a lot about JJ and how good of a dude he is. It would have been cool. I thought about going out for that. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw, but this, uh, there was a tribute to the Nobodies that came out on uh, Ramon's Core Radio Records, yeah, also yeah. Wellsville Records. And the most surprising part about it to me was that literally half of the album was the chorus on it. Which, if you're not no. familiar out there, listener, the Coruscants are a side project uh, from Patrick McVeigh of Parasite Diet and the Putts and other various bands, Classic Pat. Uh, but it, it, traditionally, Coruscants have been Riverdale's covers, but with the lyrics changed to be about Star Wars. And I have not gotten my copy of this Nobody's Thing yet, but I'm excited to see what the hell... <laughs> you know, ensues with this Coruscant stuff. So it's like a pop punk band covering nobody's song. 
I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of different bands. Like, the idea was that, you know, anybody who wanted to be on this Nobody's Tribute could contribute a song, but then there's, like, maybe 12 songs from various bands, and then there's, like, 12 more songs just from one band that usually does Star Wars-themed Riverdale's covers. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Now there, I'm, I'm looking little... forward to it. Now they're singing about dildos. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. Maybe they Star wars it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember when Luke Skywalker went to that planet, but I might have missed something. <laughs> a lot can be said about Princess Leia, you know what I mean? That's there are nobody jokes in there. That'd be me, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. I don't. I don't. We don't need to go into to let it go too much. Okay. But you know, you know how much I love that record. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 so good. And and the record that came after it, you weren't on Songs of Freedom. Uh, you left the band. I like that record, but dude, it's not even close to Let It Go. And even though Jeff's got great songs on there, I feel like the thing missing is you. It's it, dude. It's it's like if you got if you bought a Riverdale's record and Vapid didn't sing on it. You know, it'd still be kind of cool, but something missing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was uh, that was this whole thing where um, like Kid tested Dave's Parasite's label wanted to do the record and we were going to go to Sonic Iguana with masks and that, you know, that's awesome. Like as a kid who listened to like records that were recorded there. Um, yeah. But it was just Rick wasn't doing it. And so I don't know. I just didn't feel like it would be as good as let it go. So I was like, I don't want to just go do this to do this, you know? Yeah. So, but Jeff did it and, it, and Dave played on it. Dave Strong. I don't know. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't feel like me personally. Like, I was like, I don't want to go do it just to like do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Dave Strong, like, you were in a band with him before the Guts, right? I was that he was in my first band. We were called the Pinhead. Cool. And you uh, know what? Like, everybody has a first band, and their the band name is horrible, right? It's always like the worst name. But the Pinheads isn't that bad, man. That's cool. Dave came up with that. I didn't. I can't take credit for that. Hey, Nick, what was your first band? Oh, God, it was terrible. It was called Systematic Nothing, and that also described <laughs> the sound of the band. Dude, that's sick. <laughs> Systematic Nothing. I like that. What What was it, metal? It sounds like a metal band to me. Well, that was the problem, is everybody was into something different, so in practice, <laughs> I felt like four guys were playing four different songs. How old were you? Uh, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, so at that time, it's like, I don't know, practice is just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he came up with that name. So, But but uh, it's also the name, which which I didn't realize at the time, because I was like 16, but uh, Back to the Future and Back to the Future, Marty McFly's band is called The Pinhead. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, when he's auditioning for uh, the the dance or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Huey Lewis is there. Yeah, yeah and he's like, uh, we're the pinheads. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's where Dave <laughs> got it from. I don't think it is, but. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I assume he got it from Ramones, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. He could have got it from there. I don't know. I never asked him. I like Dave. Yeah, he's, he's putting out good music right now. Yeah, yeah, he is putting out cool stuff, man. Yeah, I dig it. He's a guy that's definitely uh, taking a page from the, uh, the Guts songwriting playbook. You know, he does it very well. Well, I don't think we, like, I think he just plays, yeah. 
His has、uh, some more like rockabilly stuff, but he does the pop punk thing too. But I don't think it's we, just great. To, what, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna. It's just great to see even after a band that you like, you know, maybe breaks up or goes their separate ways or whatever it is, that all the members or most of them keep doing music, and you know, it, instead of one band that you like, you now might have three new bands that you like. Yeah, true. I never thought yeah, of yeah. it like that. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff's the king of it. Jeff's the man when it comes to. He did the connection. They did awesome, and now his solo records are doing awesome. He's always good. He's always been good at that. Just like, all right, this band's not happening. On to the next one, you know. <laughs> Last time we talked, dude, you you definitely give praise to Jeff Palmer for, for the guts. Yeah, you you you. Every, we we try to talk about the guts, and everything was like it was all on Jeff. That's what I got from you. But it's like, damn man, you got take some credit because I don't think that band is as good without without you, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I appreciate that, but it, every band needs like a like a driving force. If if I if Jeff wasn't there, then we I, we wouldn't have been in the studio to record "Let It Go." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. And then I would do it. I would show up. Like, so I guess I get credit for showing up. But like, you know, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. he was the driving force behind that. So, yeah, yeah. Jeff, Nate, and Nick,、uh, Nick, Rick, 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 playing together, man. It's just fucking magic, dude. Like, there was you guys captured something really cool for a very brief period of time, but it was fucking perfect, man. Thanks. It was a.、Uh, I had a lot of fun for the most part. You know, hanging out. Those guys are my best friends. I've known them since. I was 15, so. Cool, cool. It was good. Do you find that? Sorry, do you find that Nick? A band needs a driving force. A driving force, but more importantly, what you just said about friends. I would, I would never have as much fun being in a band if it wasn't with people I considered great friends and enjoyed spending time around. You know, you could meet anybody who wanted to just be in a band for, you know, the money or or. The notoriety or whatever, but when you're pals and you're hanging out and you're laughing, like that's that's what really makes it. That's what that's what comes up with real, honest, heartfelt music. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you would be hanging out at a show with your buddies, right? So if you were playing at a show, it might as well be with your buddies, right? Because you'd be there with them there anyway. So it seems like you would enjoy just playing, just being at a show. Um, it's kind of the same thing, right? You're on tour. You're watching bands. You might as well do it with your best buds. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm four now. I was in my 20s then. I didn't mind like it's a lot of like waiting to wait to wait. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's good that my friends are there, but like I don't know. Like now I'm like some of the shows we played in like Europe. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. You're in Europe. Like it's so sick. But you know, you drive five, ten hours, and you're like, "All right," because you don't like you don't really know. Like, no one, you're just there to play for the forty-five minutes. You're just waiting for someone to be like, "All right, go go, go do this." Like, this is your time to go do this, and then you can drink after,、yeah. and then it's like you you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but till you get to that moment, you're like, "All right, I guess we're just." Hanging out, Rick used to always do this wicked annoying thing where we would be in the van all day, and then we'd get out of the van, and then he'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'd be like, "You know what's up." 
we're just we're here we're in we're in like <laughs> we're in like italy i just sat next to you for five hours like <laughs> oh it's like you know what i mean so there's goods and bad like you know pluses and minuses with um touring with your friends how many tours of europe did you guys do just a just a one we did two we did one with the apers which was wicked fun yeah yeah that one was cool um that one Rick didn't go on though. Uh, we had uh, Pat was his name. We had a different drummer and this girl Courtney, who plays in this band Bad Idea now. Yeah, cool. The Abrams are always a good time. Oh yeah, dude. Still uh, not going, but you know all those guys are still playing. Yep. Every one of them still plays, and they're still like that's exactly what Nick was saying. They break up and they branch out, and you got three or four other bands that fucking rule. You know. Love it. Yeah, Kevin, uh, Insanity Alert, right? And then Sweatpants Party. Sweatpants Party, uh-huh. yeah. And then Marino, he's got, of course, Giant Eagles, Windowsill, Shivies. Okay. Yeah. And it's e- always interesting to see when those projects take a different direction, uh, i.e. Insanity <laughs> Alert, you know? It's, yeah, yeah. But it's something you wouldn't expect. And it's still great. It's still fun if you like, you know, the more hardcore-driven stuff, but... It's you only know. fun because of Kevin, though, dude. I would I would never listen to that band if it weren't for Kevin Aper being a total goofball in that band. But who knew he had it in him? That's what I'm saying. It's cool. It's great. It's great. He makes it fun, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a showman. Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, great guy. But yeah, and Evo, of course, is like, you know, the only drummer over there in the Netherlands, of course, so he's in all those bands. Not uh, He's not in Sweatpants Party, I guess, but you know what I mean. Is he in Giant Eagle? He is in Giant okay. Eagles, yeah. Cool. G- Giant Eagles, and uh, he's not in the Shivies, but Windowsill. He's in. He was in Bat Bites, Lone Wolf. Yeah, Evo's often awesome too. They were all super nice. Kelvin, like, I don't know. I had fun hanging out with them for three weeks. Probably a lot of beer. Yeah, tons of beer. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you like get to the club, and they're like, "All right, here." Like some places, it'd be like. Just drink whatever. You're like, okay, don't got to tell me twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The first European tour, I didn't even really, like, I would drink beer, but I wasn't really that, like, into beer. And then because that's all we got, you know, I just, I I got home from that tour and I was like, I love beer now. (laughs) Well, quality European beer, too. That that helps the cause. I mean, it just like, but it was just because I had to drink whatever was in front of me. I was like, well, this is my free beer, so this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it just like kind of, I was like, opened up my eyes. I was like, oh, I really like beer. I wish I didn't like it as much sometimes. Not to discount anybody who is sober, but I will tell you this. uh, For many years, even after turning 21, driving bands around on tour, I didn't drink. And I would drink you know, Coke, you know, have a Coke, have a Coke. Sometimes they charge you a drink ticket, sometimes they don't, whatever it is. Uh, but, but yeah, I will honestly say, if not for all of the drink tickets and free beers, you know, I definitely developed the taste for beer over the years. And luckily, uh, you know, I didn't develop any severe form of alcoholism or anything like yeah. that, but I've, I've actually seen that in people who tour a lot and are kind of, you know, not to say force-fed beers, but like you said, they're in front of you. That's what you get. That's what you're given. 
uh, you know, if you, if you have control issues, it can be a problem. So credit out there to anybody who's, who's serving NA beers or, or people who are trying to have mocktails or anything, coffee, bars that have coffee, great. great op- it's great to have options. Yeah, true. But I, I, mean, but I like beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was in my 20s. So I was, <laughs> like now, I, I think I would be like, I don't know. I, I'm not there. I can't say what would happen because it's not happening. But I would like to think that I'd have a little more self-control. But who knows? That's the key. Yes, moderation. Hey, Nick, have you accidentally gotten too drunk at a show that you couldn't drive, that someone in the band had to drive the driver? No, no. I'm always (laughs) strictly business on the road. But I will say this. I've I've been in a situation where, even though I knew I was in perfectly good shape to drive, a lot of times after the show's over and loadout's done and you're closing out and the the bar staff and venue are friendly... And everybody's doing like a celebratory shot at the end. Uh, there was there there have been a couple instances where you have your little last call shot, and then the next thing you know, you see that the cops are stoked, uh, staking out people and, and doing the, the drunk traps and everything. And yeah, you know, yeah. there was there was one instance in particular. And again, I stress I can't stress enough that I was perfectly good to drive, but having just done a shot of something, I don't know what that old breathalyzer would have said. We waited until they pulled somebody else over and then turned out the opposite <laughs> way and then went like way out of our way to avoid it uh, just in case, just for safety. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, that would ruin the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, And you like you sound like a trustworthy person. So it's like you're like, I'm okay. Like, I'm good. It's just because you did that shot, it would be like, oh, that's it. You're done. Yeah, it's like right. It's right there. It's right there at the at the top. And uh, but yeah, you you got to know your limits. You got to be safe. Safety's the name of the game. Keeps the keeps the tours going. Keeps the band sounding good. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you never know. And and it's even more tricky now. I don't um, partake in any uh, smokables or edibles, as they would say. Oh, yeah. But. Um, now touring can be tricky state to state where i'm at in michigan things are recreationally legal but you still have to be careful touring with with things because yeah it's not the same everywhere and and anything that can put a halt to your tour if if the van gets impounded you're pushing your amp up. <laughs> yeah. yeah well then yeah. you have to pay money to get it out and then you lose money because you're not playing shows Exactly. So it behooves you to keep things rolling and to have somebody who's who's you know reliable behind the wheel. If you're not going to be like I, I preach the safety thing all the time, but but yeah, you know you got You got to be. You're out there to make music. You're out there to make friends. You're out there to entertain, and you got to keep that. Keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on the prize. Nick, you're all business, man. You're constantly. That's good. He sounds like a tr- trustworthy driver. <laughs> Did the guts ever have like just a a crazy driver? I, I suspect that probably over in Europe there was some sketchy drivers or something, wasn't no, there? No, everyone was pretty cool. Like I don't know. I don't I can't recall there was one driver, I don't want to mention their name, but so we had this van, right? Jeff had a van. Again, Jeff leading the pack. Like Jeff bought a van, he has a van <laughs> so we can tour. Without Jeff we don't tour. I just would like to state that. But um so, but we needed a bench for the van. So me and uh, my friend Ben, who also played in the guts, um, we uh, went to some 
salvage yard and pulled out this bench from like a, I don't know, it looked like a van from like the 60s or something. It was like a like a velvet, kind of blue velvet, like like a bench seat. But we <laughs> So we put it in the van, but it didn't have any seatbelts and you didn't bolt it down. So it's like, you know, if you get an accident, that's it. You're, you're gone. You're out the window. And then we also had uh, uh, JJ actually built us for us, like a loft too, like above all the gear behind the seat so people could sleep. Um, but yeah, the driver, he would, uh, he'd be like right up on a big truck, like you're going like 90 or whatever, 85, 75 miles an hour. And he's like right on this like big tractor trailer and it's raining wicked bad. And you're just like, I would sit there and I'd be like, I'm not going to sleep. I want to see if I'm going to die. Like I want to know, like that's, it was, or like he'd take a exit ramp, like, and you know, you feel the van kind of like sputter a little bit because he's like going too fast for the corner. Like, yeah, he was, he was not that good of a driver. And it's, you know, and it makes it even worse because you're, you, I know I'm sitting on this bench that like doesn't have any seatbelts or any, <laughs> anything. It's not bolted in. Even if I wanted to somehow, which it probably wouldn't work, I'd probably get my arms ripped off or something, but hold on to the bench. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't even do that because the bench is going flying too. So yeah. So that's my, that would be my, that's the only driver we ever had. But we toured in that van a lot, like all the way out to Colorado and stuff. I wouldn't do that now. I'm too paranoid. I'd be like, ah, uh-uh, I am not getting in that death trap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In your 20s, you're just like, oh, whatever. I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah, like nothing yeah. bad's going to happen. So Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm the same way now. Like I get, I don't want to be in the car with anybody else driving, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's seatbelts and stuff, I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah. There was one instance where I actually uh, took a bus from Detroit to Pittsburgh to meet up with somebody for a date. And, and you know, somebody I've been talking to online for a while. And we had these plans that we were going to see a show in Pittsburgh. And then they were going to drive back to Detroit and all this stuff. Well, long story short, they never showed up. And one of the Damn. shows we were supposed to see was uh, the Sheckies oh, in okay, Pittsburgh. Cool. And then my band was supposed to play with them in Detroit a few days later. So I, I took an Uber to the uh, Shecky's show, ended up convincing them to just let me ride along for the next couple days till we got back to my hometown. Uh, but the, the van that they had was uh, a cargo van. So you had Andy and Gio uh, up in the front, and then King was sitting in back with the gear. So I also was sitting in the back with the gear with King, and, and there was no heat back there. And this is in, I don't know, March, I think, so it was very cold. And uh, I did not let that deter me from getting ice cream at the rest stop. <laughs> there you go. So I'm in the back of this freezing cold van, eating my ice cream, shaking. Um, <laughs> and it was still a great, great time. We did get pulled over briefly. Uh, they let us off with a warning, but yeah, there's supposed to be seats and seat belts for everybody. But, you know, it is what Yeah, it is. sometimes you just got to cram in the van and go. I don't, again, I don't think I would do that now, but before it seemed like a good idea. What's your favorite kind of ice cream? Oh, moose tracks. What's that? Moose tracks? <laughs> you know what moose tracks? I don't tracks? know what moose tracks is. <laughs> it's it's no. a vanilla-based ice cream with, like, kind of semi-hard chocolate swirls in it and little teeny tiny peanut butter cups. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds all right. What about you guys? Favorite ice cream? Go. Oh, I, I'm pretty simple. I, uh, black raspberry. I don't know. For some reason, as a kid, I've always 
I don't know. That's my favorite. I'm pretty boring. Uh, I'm not a big ice cream guy, but like, like if you go to Dairy Queen, get a Blizzard, just Oreo, you know, vanilla Oreo Blizzard. Dairy Queen's sick. That's my favorite. I mean, you really can't go wrong with ice cream. It's like, oh, you know, as long as you're not lactose tolerant. But even then, there's some really great like soy ice creams and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Nick mentioned uh, getting stood up by a girl, right, Nick? Yeah, that's a great segue for this anti-Valentine's Day oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, so we're going to go through some of our favorite uh, songs of heartbreak, songs of, uh, it's it's uh, the opposite of Valentine's Day list. You guys just want to run through them? You want to go back and forth? How do you want to do it? Uh, why don't we just run, we should just run through them individually, right? And then we can talk, is that how you want to do it? Sure, let's do it. Why don't you start? All right, I'm on it. Um, so I'm going to go from five to one though. And these aren't in like any like best or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just picked five songs that I thought were cool. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Um, so the first one, where the heck is it? Sorry. Oh, I got it. So the first one, uh, is Adam Sandler from that movie wedding singer. I wanted (laughs) to do, so he does this, uh, what originally got me thinking of the idea was, um, when he, he's all upset about breaking up with his girlfriend and he's like in the bod, like the pits of despair. And he does this wedding and he sings that Jay Giles band love stinks. And I mm-hmm. thought there would be a cover. Like I was going to pick that, but then I looked and there wasn't. So I saw that he had, there's also that scene where he plays a song, just him on a guitar for uh, drew Barrymore's character called somebody kill me. <laughs> yeah. When he's on, he's auditioning. John Lovitz is there and shit. And and he's like, he's all like, she's like, oh, play me that, play me a song that you wrote. And he's like, well, I don't know, like half the song I wrote when I was with, you know, whatever the girl's name is. And then the other half's after she broke up with me. So like the first part of the song is all like nice. And then he just starts screaming like, somebody kill me. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I thought that that was a good one for an anti-Valentine's Day song. I love John Lovitz in that scene, too. He's fucking hilarious. Is he alive or dead? I was just wondering. Did he die? He's John? alive. No, he's alive. He was just touring. Touring? Just like comedian? Yeah, yeah. Stand up. He's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, he, he's good in that nice. movie. All right, so next one, uh, Unlovables, Feeling All Emo. I'm a pop punk girl. I like soy Feeling all emo since I broke up with you. Feeling all emo since I broke up with you. Yeah, I'm feeling all 
I love that song. When I made my list, I was like, oh, there's not really like a female's perspective. You know what I mean? Like I picked five songs with dude singers. So I was like, all right, I'm going to find like a, a girl singing about like anti-Valentine's Day, like an anti-Valentine's breakup song. Um, so, but mm -hmm. I was going to pick Fall Out Boy. Um, tell that okay. Mickey just made my list of things to do today because that whole record, Take This to the Grave, I don't know if you know it, but it's just like a uh, breakup record, the whole thing. And um, so I thought that would work because that's like Fall Out Boy, it's like an emo band. So I thought that was funny. I I've never even heard that um, band. I I've heard like one song. Uh, well, I just thought it was... Hit. I, gu I guarantee you've heard more than that. You just have don't I? know it. Either way, I just thought it was funny. Maybe the I have. Feeling the the feeling all emo song. I was like, oh, that's a perfect song for because I was gonna put an emo band there. <laughs> that's your girl too, right, man? I mean, you did a duet with her. Yes, 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 yes. Well, on that song, like, yeah, that was cool. Like, yeah, I wrote that song. I actually, I think this was in like MySpace days, but you know the she has that Mike Herrera song. That the Mike Herrera song. I have no idea. Yeah, she wrote a song about Mike Herrera from MXPX, and um, that was the first song I heard from her. And then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, I want to write like a duet. So I wrote that song with her in mind. Um, cool. But um, we're probably gonna come around to that song in a little right, bit. Cool. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah. So, Unlovables. Mike Herrera gets all the girls. I bet. I mean, I think he's married now. He's a chick magnet. Oh, okay, I get it. That was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Unlovable is feeling all emo. Yeah, yeah. And then in the, in the second verse too, she shouts out some emo bands: Jimmy Eat World in the in the. Um, I know that band. Second yeah. verse and Dashboard Confessional. I thought that was cool too. So I like that song. Um, and the next song, um, Replacements. Don't ask why. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just thought that was a. Uh, like, sorry, Ma, I forgot to take out the trash. I think that's an awesome record. I like all the later stuff, too, but I don't know. That one's just, the whole record's, like, fast. There's, you know. Oh, yeah. Songs songs like More Cigarettes is on it. You know, that's cool. So I definitely also, prefer the the later Matt stuff, but I do, like, once in a while, I go back to those that record and and uh, pre-Tim, you know, the pre-Tim days, and it's like, fuck, some of this shit just really just fucking, it's awesome, dude. Well, and also the song kind of seems more of a, like, a, I don't know. There's, like, a line, like, you don't call and I don't cry. It seems more of a, like, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't really care that they yeah, broke yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like, a different kind of breakup song. It's Paul Westerberg, man. He doesn't have to care. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, and then number two, Alkaline Trio, Stupid Kid. I don't know if yeah. you guys have heard that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that record, From Here to Infirmary, and... I just, I don't know. We've all been stupid kids before, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um, and then the last one, Green Day, Words I Might Have Ate. I thought that was... It's a great one, dude. Well, they're my favorite band, so I was like, I have to have... I should probably have a Green Day song on there. But some of their songs are, like, like scattered and um, redundant. They're, they're, like, relationship trouble songs, but they're not yeah. really breakup songs, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. And also that song I think he wrote when he was like, what, like 16? It's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah, imagine writing that song <laughs> when you're like 16. So so that's my, my five songs there. But could he have written a song called Nate Fuck Off? I don't think so. No, no. 
Nick, you want to go next? You want me to go next? Why don't you go next? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So, got a lot of different categories to consider when you're when you're talking about anti-Valentines. <laughs> people people that are heartbroken or uh, not not having a good day. You've got you've got you know the people that are rejected. You got the people that are rejecting. You've got you got the people that have been dumped. You got the people that are dumping someone. You've got the the couples that are just anti-holiday and uncelebrating you've got the people who are like hopelessly looking for love and you got the people that are jaded as hell and and then you've got the the straight up stalker types so you know a lot of different things i had a lot to consider with this list but uh i i thought it you know considering that last point the the stalker types uh my good friend dale who was the drummer for the mcflies he did that solo project yeah, yeah the panic beats which is you know kind of creepy horror movie stalker-esque stuff but a lot of it involves you know the the kind of of you know movies where you know there's a, a male antagonist chasing a female protagonist so i'm gonna start off the list with the panic beats a girl like you because you know sometimes love isn't always a mutual thing and you know it's uh sometimes taken to extremes. play with the mcflies or panic beats no i don't know those bands i have to look them up well the panic beats have never played a show oh okay. well that's true but the mcflies did and i mean the guts oh. had to have passed through michigan if you, yeah if you played in michigan you might have uh i know the mcflies have played with the huntingtons and you know other bands but i don't know did I, the guts make it to michigan 
I don't know. It's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'll check them out, though. Did you guys play that Nowhere Records Fest? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar, but yeah. we could have. Gosh, I thought for sure you guys. I, I wasn't there, but I, I thought I remembered seeing your name on that poster. I was there, and I can't recall. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I wasn't there, and I wasn't in the band, so I don't know shit. Nate, cool. <laughs> Nate, Nate needs to be at more of these festivals that I go to. Nowhere Fest, Mom's Basement Fest, Dirt Nap Records Fest. Where are you, Nate? We miss you. I know. One day. If we're going to go outside the, the bubble a little bit, uh, you know, there's some good skate punk bands and things that are still poppy and funny, but uh, I was just uh, telling my, my sister she was making a breakup playlist because she's getting divorced. And I put, this, I put this one in the running. It came to mind. It wasn't particularly applicable, but like uh, the Vandals, my girlfriend's dead. There you go. Oh yeah, that's about your lying about your your girlfriend being dead because people keep asking you about her. <laughs> uh, so so out, a little outside the bubble, but very enjoyable song. You know, in, in a humorous way. <laughs> Uh, so then, from there, let's go with uh, the putts, lunatic, where girls obviously crazy, or at least from your standards, or maybe you're the crazy one for thinking she's crazy. I don't know. In any case, yeah, yeah. it's not a it's not a match. It's not a good fit. She's a la 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 lunatic. She's a la 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 lunatic. She's a la 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 la, la lunatic. She's a la la.
from there, I want to... This one was actually on a dating profile of mine when I had one. Uh, <laughs> slop, sloppy seconds. You've got a great body, but your record collection sucks. Wait, what, where was your dating profile at? Like Tinder uh, or what? Farmers only. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> farmers no, no. only? Plenty of no, fish. No. What was it? No, I, I briefly did try the dating scene on a few different sites and apps but you know just it wasn't wasn't for me it wasn't my scene i prefer to meet people organically so but i thought that was funny best. i thought that was a funny <laughs> choice for a profile song apparently i was the only one who thought <laughs> i saw yeah, them play they were good let's probably second yeah yeah Classic. great band yeah. and great song number one Number one on the list, if we're going to stop being funny and start being serious for a second, I wanted to put on the mopes. Don't know how to say goodbye for those times when it's just not working out. Maybe you're feeling it. Maybe they're feeling it. Maybe you're both feeling it. And nobody knows how to say anything. And uh, Dan Vapid sure knows how to write a song that tugs on the old heartstrings. So that's, those that's... are my five off the top of my head. I'm not saying this in a in a negative way, but man, you really overthought this list. Putting That's Dan Babbitt at the top is is so obvious, dude. I don't I know if I have any Dan Babbitt. So. I thought about that song too, but I didn't I didn't throw it on the list just because I was like, I don't know. Nothing I love that song. I just was trying to do I almost it. didn't because I thought one of you guys were gonna. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I didn't uh, I didn't put too much thought into my list this time. I just didn't have a lot of time. So it's kind of like top of my head kind of things. You know what I mean? Put Nate, music Nate, on. Didn't have, oh, yeah. Nate didn't have time for his anti-Valentine's Day list song list because he was busy planning something wonderful for his wife, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a bunch. I got a bunch, but I could come up with a million of them, I bet. But I'm going to go, I'm going to start my list off with, with just a fun one. And I don't know if you guys like this song. It's not really a song, but it's by the Travoltas. It's called Class of 88.
This song sounds like you're watching a movie. You know what I mean? It's a fucking, it's it's a phone call basically, and it's brilliant. I love this one. Yeah, I had never heard that song, and I listened to it. And I, at first, I was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of got like an '80s vibe too to it. Like, yeah, yeah. And the phone was ringing, and then you, and then the answer machine message picks up, and then I thought the song was gonna kick off, and that was the message, you know? Like there was, (laughs) but then they he just started talking, and I was like, ooh. But then the second verse kicks in, and it's the girl talking back. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, Kelly. What a bitch. You know, it just breaks this guy's heart. Poor Randy. Yeah, I like the song. I thought it was good. Next one, I got to go with uh, a band that, I, dude, I talk about all the time. Like, I'm a, man, I'm a total homer for this band, but they, they deserve it. Uh, they're called Dropped Out, and the song uh, I'd Rather Not Say. It's so sad, dude. I don't know if you guys really listen to this one, but... It's just like not getting the girl. It's just not happening. And uh, she, she found somebody else. It's not going to happen for you, dude. It's just, it sucks. Everyone's been through it, but this guy, this guy put it to, to a song and it's just fucking perfect. Yeah, I listen to it. It's about the girls getting married now, right? Yeah, the girl found someone else. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that yeah. band. Yeah, I never heard of them. I'm going to listen to more of them. But yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I like that song too. Perfect album, dude. All right, next, dude. I gotta, I gotta go with. Uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna go with "Breakage" by the Parasites. I waited till the summertime, but then I thought that you'd be mine. But now it seems I just cannot be real. I stayed around until I found, then all my hopes have been shot down, and you don't understand the way I feel. And it hurts too much to touch 
You guys gotta know this song. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Dave. I mean, you know, Dave. I mean, this guy's this guy only writes about heartache. I think you know. I mean, he's, he, he, he's mastered it. But this song, I mean, even the title of it, you know what it's gonna be about. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, "Hang Up" is really my that's my parasites jam. Yeah, I love that song too, dude. And then also, do you guys know? Because this got me thinking about this when I listened to the song. When I was a kid, I remember listening to this. It was like Parasites Live at like WFM. I don't remember the call letters. But WFME CD... in New Jersey. Yeah, and the CD was like... Yeah, yeah. Was, was... NyQuil-fueled Rock Armada. Yeah, I just couldn't... I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's somewhere on the internet. I couldn't find it anywhere because I wanted to... like. Actually, WFMU is still broadcasting. I drove a band that performed in studio live there. Another friend of mine does a, a radio show there. But uh, a lot of bands have maybe not officially released material from there, but I mean, I think even Weasel and yeah. Queers and, and other bands, like they've all been through there. And I, I think okay. Dave actually used to work at that studio. I think he worked at that station. I didn't know that. Uh, maybe I'm I, wrong, but I, I, I want to say like Dave has told me that he was there when Screeching Weasel recorded there. That would explain why those bands have material from there, if true. Yeah. Maybe I'm full of know. shit. I don't know. I just remember listening to that record all the time. I really like that, that one. Parasites are great. That guy's written so many great songs, so... He was one of the guys that I, that was like first thought kind of thing, you know. Dave's got to have some good ones, you know. Of course he does. All right. How about uh, how about Time Machine by Jagger Holly? I love Jagger Holly, right? I, I mean, everybody knows that, but this song, it's just like wanting to go back in time to when, you know, you guys got along, when the relationship was good, that kind of thing, before she's fucking someone else, as, as Jay puts it, you know. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, he puts it in such a different way than anybody else, you know. Shows you truly care, you know? You remember the good times. Even if, you know, you don't care for that person now. I wanna take a time again Get back to you
the band he was in before johnny three or spastic yes Hates. johnny three that's it i was trying to think of it so hard because we used to play with them yeah and i was like what and i couldn't think of it and i was like those guys someone someone will they'll know what it is all right cool. oh yeah it was you guys must have played insane. a ton of shows with them right i don't think about like a ton but we played shows with them. he's a wicked nice guy like he's awesome and the oh yeah and the records he's making and he lives in europe now right yeah, yeah. I just talked to him today, actually. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we talked about some cool shit. Yeah, he's super cool. I just was like, what? <laughs> I, like, couldn't, for the life of me, figure it out. And I was like, what was that band? Johnny Three. All right, I got it. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, I mean, I loved Johnny Three back then, but it's like the his 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 progress that he's made songwriter-wise and band-wise, you know? From Johnny Three to Spastic Hearts was, was a huge leap, and now to Jagger Holly. He's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I put him up there with Vapid. Yeah, he's a great songwriter, and he's wicked nice. I've driven them on tour, and it's always a great time, and I hope they come back to the States. I hope so too, dude. I, I think I might have an extra one in here, but it's cool because uh, it's my show. But anyways. Yeah, you're the, you're the host. Yeah, you got how that. about, uh, dude, I fucking love this song. It's by the Randells. It's called Karen, and fucking Karen screwed him over, man. I love this song. It's a duet, so you get that you get that uh, both sides of the story kind of thing going. It's perfect. Joe, I hate him so, I hate him so much. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Valentina from The Nuts. She's Italian, so she's, got, she's just got a cool voice. You know, that accent's just fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I, I, I love this song. I love how, you know, he's explaining that uh, basically, you know, she ran away. She left him for Joe. Joe sucks, you know. But uh, when she she comes in, she says that she fell in love with Joe. I just, you know, it's awesome. Like Intruder did that with uh, Heart Shaped Guitar, you know. Yeah. They had that cool thing back and forth. Um, and I put that right at the top. I, I just, I don't know, I love that song. But my number one, my absolute number one on this list is Gotta Be Always and Forever by you, dude. The Guts. What? The perfect Come duet, on. man. The perfect duet. Let me tell you about Sandra G. She used to be into me, but now that feeling just don't seem to be there. Just seemed like you didn't even care You didn't try your best Now everything's a mess You threw away our love so fast Yeah. 
should have done 20 Below. That song is sick. Dude, I talk about 20 Below all the time on the show. I don't know. I'm just saying. I saw 20 <laughs> Below on there, and I was like, that song. It's fucking awesome. Pucker up. And I, I saw them at the Elvis room once, too. It was cool. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean... Teen Idols, you can't get much better than Teen Idols, and I love that song, and that's actually on my list, you know that, but um, dude, I gotta give you, you some credit, because Always Thank and you. Forever, it's just, ah, oh, dude, it's so perfect. Thank you. That one's actually just like a fake, that one's not real. I talked to all this game earlier about every song's real, but that one, <laughs> <laughs> that one I just like, I mean, it's real, like I've been like broken up with before or whatever, or been yeah, in yeah. a relationship that's not working out, but like, I've... I wrote it because I wanted to do a duet with Haley. So I was like, all right, I just need to make this up as I go. So, but thank you. Yeah. So you actually, when you wrote that, you had her specifically in mind, but she didn't, she wasn't in Madison to record that with you, was she? No. So I figured, I figured this out because last time I wasn't sure. So we went to New York um, and it was Johnny Woe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we recorded her vocals at his at cool. his place in New York. And yeah, Dude. she did an awesome job. It took her like two seconds. It was like, all right, <laughs> song songs done. Well, she does like all her backups and stuff, and all those unlovable songs. Like, yeah. So yeah, it took her two seconds, and then we were like, all right, cool. So, Dude, we did a we did a duets episode a few years ago now, and uh, that one might have been number one on that one as well, possibly oh. for me at least. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That is, duets are duets are underrated. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just not that many of them, but the ones that we do have, oh, it's just, they're fucking perfect, man. Whoa! Definitely, like you said, adds a adds a dynamic to the song. Different points of view, different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, and just as a, I don't know, writing songs, it was just something that I don't know. I just wanted to try, like, to do, you know. Is it is it is that hard? I mean, it's. I mean, I couldn't write a song. I couldn't write any song. But is, is it harder to, when you're thinking of that, to have that other side in there? Because it's not just backups. I'm sure when you write a song, you you have the backups, the woos. You're you're thinking about that. But when you're specifically thinking of someone else singing with you, it's got to be different, right? D- depends if you're a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you do yeah, that song live? We've never played it live. You never played it live. No, because we'd have to have Haley be on it. Yeah. But um, what a great song to never play live. That's amazing. I don't know if I had to, if I was, I was just like, just try to make them like it's two people talking to each other, you know. But you got to make the words rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so. if I ever see the guts, I'll get up there and sing it with you, or I'll have my wife do it. She she has a better <laughs> voice than me, but I will completely embarrass myself. In the sake of punk rock duets, if that's what you want to do, but I don't, I don't think we're playing anytime <laughs> soon. So, yeah. Well, Jeff I'm, lives, I'm, Jeff lives I'm in hoping. Madison now. Guts are holding out for that Riot Fest 2025 money. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's more like Mom's Basement Fest money. It's not as good. It's just not like. Um, I've seen what John Prophet spends on his records. He's got a new yeah. office in that basement, man. Love you, John. Yeah, it's just not feasible. But maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just giving you shit, man. I, I'm just a big no, fan. I know you are. And I, I would love I'd love for it to happen. 
But I'm an asshole, right, dude? Like, I preach this shit. I'd be like, I want to see a God's reunion, blah, blah, blah. I'll get up on stage. But, dude, I probably wouldn't even... I wouldn't even be able to go. I'd be like, Saturn fuck. (laughs) All right. We got to live stream it for Nate. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you you guys play Madison? I'll be there. All right. I'm only two hours north, too. And, I mean, if you want to play somewhere shitty, I mean, you might as well come up here, you know? True, yeah. We're going to go, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Dude, the last show I saw was Chad Price and uh, a Vulture Wake. That was the last show I saw pre COVID. Yeah. My favorite all singer. He was just around here. He played uh, some like basement in New Hampshire, I saw. Yeah, he's doing acoustic, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, very I, cool. I didn't go. I don't make it up to New Hampshire that much. Because you're in Boston now. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, I'll where are you, up every where are you from, though? Where were you, like, originally from? Uh, I grew up in Rye, New Hampshire, which is, like, on the beach, kind of. Like, Is that near Portsmouth? Yeah, it's, like, a 15-minute drive. And then... Okay. I, so... When you live in Rye, you go to Portsmouth High School. So then I went to the high school in Portsmouth. And then that's how I started. Like, that's where I met Jeff. Yeah. And then there was a, a, a bar downtown called the Elvis Room. And that's, like, where all the punk bands would play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started hanging out there. And then that's how everything kind of started. Um, but the awesome bands would play there. Like, the Donnas. Um, cool. Groovy Ghoulies. So I think, and the queers, obviously. So. It's so weird. Like I think a lot of people that listening, that listen to the show, will 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 understand this. But um, I've never really thought about this. But I feel like I, I got like geography lessons from punk rock. Like I know where Portsmouth is just because of the queers. You know what I mean? Like you would be like, "Where's this at?" So you'd look at a fucking atlas or a map, you know, or whatever. It's like. There's all these little shitty towns or, or cities that you, you, no, most normal people have never heard of, you know? But I feel like I'm connected to them because of the bands that come from them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, and also there's nothing to do in those towns. So people are like, all right, let's start a band or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird, though. Like, I mean, I just grew up, you know, you, you, you buy a record, you look at the notes and shit, and you see, like, you see a band's name, and then in parentheses it says wherever they're from, Mankato, Minnesota, or whatever, you know what I mean? So you hear of all these places, and you're like, man, I want to go play there. It must be awesome there, you know? You're looking to get in, but that band's looking to get out. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, but most people don't know where some of these cities are. They don't know the the punk rock club in every fucking town, and I've never been there, but I feel like I, I hear of all these old places, you know, like Cleveland had the Grog Shop. Right? Yeah. Yep, and it's like yep. the Euclid Tavern. I'm like, I've never been there, but I feel like I want to go there. I mean, I, I wish I could have been there back in the day. It's just weird. It's weird to think about. Yeah, I don't think there's many of those punk rock cl- clubs left, unfortunately. No. I know the Grog Shop's still around, though, because I think Mikey Eric's playing there. I just saw a post, like, yesterday. Okay, cool. It's Post-COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Post-COVID, a lot of these places are disappearing, but yeah, the ones that have hung out all this time, they, they are institutions. I just think it's weird, dude. Like, you know all these places, like places in Phoenix and shit, you know, like, goddamn, if I'm ever there, I'm going to just drive past it, you know? It's kind of like if you go to Berkeley, you just want to go past Gilman, right? Just to say you saw it or whatever? Yeah, true. Right. I guess, yeah, right. Gilman. I did see it, by the way, when I went out there. I walked past yeah. it. thought it was cool. 
I've seen Did, it too. Yeah, I've oh, never, I've never been in, but I've seen it. I went for that lookouting reunion. It was a great time. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know that, dude. Yeah, yeah. I had no money. I uh, got a buddy <laughs> flight. I was crashing on people's floors, eating peanut butter sandwiches. But I, I got there. Cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't really. The only like, I guess like, Gilman's a good one. Um, like yeah, and like Christy Road, all like the Green Day songs of the places, Stuart and the Ave. But yeah, yeah. I can't think of an, like. Well, if you if you're talking venues, you know you got stuff in songs. Met her at the Rat. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're talking about just places, you know the Ramones, Rockaway Beach. Yeah, and, yeah. Sure, yeah. That's like, what I mean, man. Places, when you go on tour as a punk nerd, you're like, oh yeah, this is cool. And you're taking a picture or something, and people are just looking at you like you're crazy. But. Punk rock geography, man. Hey Nate, you you've been to the Rat then, right? No, I never. That was before my time. Oh, before your time. Yeah, Damn. like that was like, I think in the '80s, and maybe it lasted until the '90s. But that was all before right, my. Right. I was still like, I don't think my mom. If I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to Boston and go to the Rat, I don't think my mom would have. <laughs> she wouldn't have been down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's she the was, coolest club, like the most legendary club or venue you guys have been to? Like CB's, the Rat is cool. Anything like that? Fireside Bowl. I, I was in Fireside. I've been to First Avenue. Um, those are big ones. Concert Cafe is like for me huge too. I, I missed the boat on a lot of those places. By the time I got there, they were gone. I, I would say Gilman may be the most iconic. That, yeah, good answer, uh, dude. For me personally, my my punk club that's not around anymore. Growing up in, in you know in the scene in Detroit, it was called the Twenty Five Hundred Club. It was a total you know shithole dive bar. The microphone shocked you. The floors shocked you. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, that was my spot. You know, coming up in yeah. the scene, uh, but it's gone. So cool. Yeah, but touring, I've seen a lot of great places. Yeah, I don't think I I don't know. I can't remember any of the places call the office is that one yeah dude in london i've always wanted to go there dude i never got there that yeah, was a fun one both of you fuckers have been there god damn yep uh, the melody inn in indianapolis oh yeah i've been uh, there too punk, punk rock night they do awards and everything cool yeah, I've been yeah to that. i want to go there too i've done that one too wow that's awesome there's a bunch of places man but i feel like you know, it's everything. Like I'm in Wisconsin, so it's it is that Fireside and First Avenue. Those are the big ones that are nearest me. So, Seventh yeah. Street entry. I uh, I went and saw the Muffs with my cousin at Seventh Street entry, and uh, my cousin Sarah puked on a guy in front of us. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, was was he mad or was he cool about it? Dude, I I think he just walked away. If I remember, I think All I right. walked away. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. You're seeing hoping for. For a chain reaction where the, the smell of the vomit made that guy vomit and the guy in front of him and so on yeah, and yeah, so yeah. forth. Like Stand the, by me style. Yeah, I was thinking Goonies when he tells that story. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he throws the fake barf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I saw the Muffs one time, too. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great in, fucking band. At the Middle East. No one puked on me, though. The Middle East, that's another place I, I know of just from whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a total shithole, but I'd love to go there, you know? No, it's good. It's a good spot. Yeah, no, it's cool. I think they're, like, selling it, though, or something. I think something's going on. I don't know exactly. 
Yeah, I think I, th I saw somebody post about it recently too. Yeah, oh. that's cool, man. I went to uh, OK's Corral in Madison. That's a fucking legendary place. I've never. I, I think I've been there. It's gone now, but it's been gone a few years. But uh, yeah, it was just a dive bar. Everybody played there, though. Everybody, you know, back in the day. That's cool. Yeah, I can't. That's all I can think of is that call the office place and the melody. Oh, how about? How about the Double Down Saloon in Las Vegas? Nope. Never been there. Pump I know bar in it. Vegas. Shows go till like 4 or 5 in the morning. Home of the bacon martini. Uh, <laughs> it's too late, man. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, What's the place in Seattle? Um, I can't think of it. Um, I didn't go there. I was there and I saw the outside. Ah, I can't think of it. I've know. never been to the Pacific Northwest in all my touring. I never made it there. Got to get out there more, Nick. I try. I try. <laughs> so, all right, guys. I didn't even ask you. You guys are both single, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, as of now, yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? By the That's time this right. airs, maybe not. There's a lot of ladies listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm saying Just by, kidding. by the time it airs, I got, like, what, a week? You got a week, man. Yeah. So maybe yeah. not. The magic of the dummy room. Every every guest is uh, instantly married within 24 hours of their episode airing, I've heard. It's the new dating site. Dummy room dating. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um, if you guys are married or, or you're not single, you know, you got somebody, everything's great on Valentine's Day. But at the same time, man, if you are single, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to do shit. It is more affordable that way. Yeah. That's true, but what do you really, I don't know, is it that much to be like, to do something nice for someone? I mean, I yeah, yeah. feel like it's like a made-up corporate holiday anyway, but like... Totally. I don't know. I don't really think of, you know what I mean? Like, if I've had a girlfriend, I'd do something nice for her. I don't, so I don't have to worry, but I don't think about it as a thing of like, I'm free, I'm gonna go get wicked wasted and fall over, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think of it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I'd be like, I can watch whatever I want to watch on TV. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you, can, you, you can't watch what you want to watch on TV. Well, no, I know. I'm just fucking around. But oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think, uh, I think Nate Doyle gets a girlfriend, and we instantly get more songs from him. How about that? More love songs. Maybe, or I don't know. And yeah. Then if it, I don't know. And then if it doesn't work out, boom, we get more love songs. Get Great. More songs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm done with the love songs for a little bit. We'll see. <sighs> well, I... I, for one, look forward to hearing more Nate Doyle songs in the near future. Thank Hell you. yeah, dude. Thank you. Well, we should wrap it up, guys. It's been a fun one. Yes, I had Wrapping a good time. Wrapping it up is advisable on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. You know, last year I didn't, uh, the episode got lost, so it seemed like, it seemed like uh, such a waste not to have a Valentine's Day episode, so I'm glad I, I made it happen this year, especially with you two. I consider you, you guys both friends now, and uh, you guys are... Nick, you're all, you got to come back. Nick's going to be back co-hosting a little bit or, or playing co-host, as I say. And uh, Nate, Nate Doyle, you got to come back, man. Just hang out. Totally, yeah. Anytime, anytime you want me to hang out, I'm down. We cool. had a great time, Nate. Thanks for having us, and thank you out there for listening in. And Nick, yeah. it was nice meeting you, Nick. Nice to meet you too, Nate. And uh, next episode, next one, I think it's definitely going to be an episode next week. I already have it planned out. Hopefully it all goes well. But until then, everybody stay safe, stay cool. We'll see you later. Bye.
Hey, you know what? You know what I forgot to ask you about. What? So next time you're gonna have to come back again. Okay. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk enough about Zip Gun Bomber, man. No, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, I, almost, I know, I know. I almost dude, I know you, you don't like it. I just, I don't get that, man. If I could write songs like, like that EP, ah, oh, dude, I, my life would be perfect. I would be satisfied. But um, I think I'll end the show with um, "Chase the Feeling." How about that, dude? Can I play that last? If you want it, I'm, but it's your I'm, show. I'm gonna. I'm just saying. <laughs> to be I, honest, I, I wasn't familiar until Nate told me about it. I love the EP. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But that's like, I don't. I don't. I just. I was gonna tell you. I was gonna be like, uh, don't bring it up. But then, like, I was like, I don't care because I'm gonna have to talk about it. This. This is just me being like. I'm talking about the like because you got to talk about the past a little bit like it's your life you know, but then yeah, eventually, yeah. eventually, hopefully, you live more life and then that past gets further and further away and then it's <laughs> gone. So I'm trying okay. to like like think like my musical life. I'm trying to push it forward. So then, they'll be, I'll have to talk about that stuff and not like I don't mind talking about the guts. I'll talk about the guts, but zip gun. I'm like whatever. That was just like. <laughs> tried it out it's like eh i'm good i'm not gonna do this you know what i mean well, like i don't know i fun. loved it dude it was great ep thank you very much i appreciate it but so if you want to play the song go for it Yeah. Uh-huh.
actually thought you were cool. 